Joined by Adetley McManus. How are you doing, mate? Not bad, aren't you? Aye, good, good. Thanks for coming on. Um, just, just what would your early football memories be? Um, just for obviously at a really young age, it was just always running a bit of a ball when I was maybe two or three, I think, is my my earliest recollection. Um, my, my dad is a and still is obviously a huge Celtic fan of it. Good season tickets. Um yeah, it was really small and uh I just just my kind of recollection of kind of thinking I was half half decent at kicking the ball was um probably about seven or eight when I um I was I was roughly I think I was in a P P three. And uh, I was in the primary sevens um, school team uh, with my big brother, so that's my earliest kind of recollection of kind of team football. Um, but now I just 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 remember being I could actually be no bad at this. <laughs> uh, be quite young, um, and then obviously when you're when you're that young. You, you start playing pro youths and stuff like that. It kind of speeds up for there yeah. and gets a wee bit more serious. But uh, no, that's, that's pretty much my earliest yeah. memories. So how did it end up that you uh, got picked up by Aberdeen? Was that just kind of boys club and then a scout spotted you? Uh, I, I ended up playing with uh, Celtics Boys Club. Um, we used to wear the, the real strips and all that. It wasn't a um, Celtics, obviously. Pro youth, but um, I, as I said, we used to wear the, the real strips, and um, nah, I just I loved it. It was at that age you ended up playing for Celtic, um, and I was I was doing well, and uh, Aberdeen came in for me, and uh, Celtic had mentioned as well at the same time, um, and it, it's a weird one. Nobody really believes me when I say it, but when I was, I think I was about. Nine, eight and a half, nine at the time. And my dad said to me, like, who do you want to go with? And I said, oh, I will have a dean. Um, so I've got more chance of playing my first team. <laughs> like, nine-year-old. Um, turned out to be probably a right choice because I ended up I did, but um, I can remember thinking... Long and hard about it, a nine year old thing that I was turning to the chance to play for Celtic, but it's it's no it's not quite the same. Is that kind of what made your choice then, even at that young age? Because you thought there'd be more chance of maybe breaking into first team then at Aberdeen. Yeah, that's that's what I'd say to my dad because he'd always kind of he'd always said to me, if you, you want to play for Celtic, you need to be exceptional because at that time. The players that play for Celtic were exceptional, mm. um, and I don't know if it was a wee bit of I don't know self doubt at nine year old. I don't think you'd have that, but um, just I just kind of for a young age, I was dead focused on uh, the only thing I wanted to be was a football player. And I wasn't going to be anything else, um, and. 
No, it was, it was, I think it was more a more realistic group that I'd, I'd, uh, uh, that made my choice, to be honest. Who would have been your biggest influences? Uh, sorry, coming through at Aberdeen, whether that be a coach or maybe older players that had helped you the closer you got to the first team? Um, my coach from a young age uh, was just a wee guy, a wee, a wee guy Frankie, that um, was from Hollytown. And, uh, he hadn't played football at any real level or anything like that. He was just a really good coach at that. That age group, and then it, once it, it got a wee bit older, uh, Peter Weir was well, my coach, and Peter, Peter loved me, and um, I, I loved uh, Peter's coaching, and he, he done a lot for us. He, he pushed us up a few age groups at, at times, and and really tried to push me on and stuff, and it was probably. Yeah, the, the the early ones, but once I managed to get full time and I, I was in the first team, it was um there was a there's a lot there's um, Paul Hartley was really good for me. Um to start with he was there my first my first season and um and then Gav Ray came in and Gav Ray was brilliant with me. Um but just Adam Mooney was brilliant with me. I was I was kinda Weathering on the the first team and in the youth team at the point that uh, Adam came in, but he was he was always he was always brilliant with me, and I still speak to him now and again if I, if I see him or if I'm um, just happen to text him or whatever. So uh, no, they were they were probably the biggest influences in in terms of people um, have done well in the game. And uh, were, were nice enough to help me. At what point did you kind of think there was a chance to be making your debut? When did you first find out that the debut was happening? Uh, it was it was a kind of tail end of the season. Um, and it was Craig Brown that came in and he, he, he really took a shot to me. He offered me a first team deal and, at 17 and um, it as I say, it really did take a shine to me. And he said to me and a couple of the other kind of young young boys that were with him on the, the first team that um, he was going to get us on the bench and we were going to have a chance to be involved. Um, so I'd, I'd got my, my dad and my, my grand and all that to, to make sure that they were at the game. It was it happened to be at Eastern Park in Fermin. Um So... I'd, I'd got them out of the game and to be honest, I, I still didn't quite think I would get thrown on, but we ended up going 3-0 down. Um, and I think Brown and Archie Knox were just like, oh, stick on the young boys. Um, so that, that's how, oh, was he? What's wrong with you? Um, that's how, it, oh, <laughs> That's how it started off. Um, I just remember Craig Brown turning around and, and shouting Come on, uh, to me and Jamie Masson, right lads, go, go get your strips on. And I, I remember a wee bit of, a wee bit of nerves kicking in and um, 
we've got a just probably for a better choice of words shining yourself, but um nah, it was it was great experience. It was something that I'd always like wanted to achieve. I'd always said that I wanted to play in the Premier League and um I wanted to like get that that first that first appearance in the Premier League and it was something that I managed to achieve at, at seventeen year old. So it was it was obviously a massive thing for me and for my dad and my granddad being there to see it as well. How difficult is it to break down at a big uh, breakthrough at a big club like Aberdeen? Aye, it's, it's, it's very difficult. And people probably don't see that um, in terms of fans that, that, that haven't been in and around a, a football club. That There's so many young guys that have been in full time with clubs and and they never never get an appearance or they never broke out the first team or whatever and you never never hear about them. Mm-hmm. People didn't see these boys and these boys have put in just as much effort as the boys that happened today get a get a sniff at first team and whatever else. Um but there's there's twenty odd boys, twenty five boys in a in a youth team and you're lucky if three, four or five of them get anywhere near a first team. So that just shows you how hard it can be. Um, uh, as you say, at bigger clubs, it becomes even harder because these bigger clubs, they, they need a body, they can go out and buy one. Um, right, exactly. Uh, but no, nah, just for, for me personally, to, to kind of get that first step, that first appearance that, um, my debut in the, the Premier League at 17 was, was massive for me. I'd like to speak to you a wee bit about as well, um, capped at some of the Scotland youth levels. How much do you think that improved you as a player? Oh, massively. It's, it's completely different. Um, even at that age group in international football compared to yeah, domestic stuff, where, whether it be under-19s or whatever, or um in in Scotland or probably the same everywhere else. Um international football is just completely different. Um you're coming up against the best players in the world. Um and the likes of kind of the best example I can I can give is when we I played for the twenty ones, we played France. Um and the France team was an absolute disgrace. Um, I think just to name a few of us Laporte, Longley, Benjamin Mendy, um, Rabio, Coleman, Lamar, um, Haller. The the team was just outrageous. Um, We ended up only getting beat 2 1, but probably. Possession-wise, not that <laughs> should have been there, but um, we actually kind of kept them with very few clear-cut chances, and um, what day is it? we we done no not not too bad on the, on the day, and I think if I remember right, we Goldie get get um, red carded, so to, to get beat two one, so that sort of opposition against you. 
It's um, not too bad. When you're a man down, I think, I think we're doing ourselves all right. And see, uh, so you go out on loan to Alwa. What was the main benefits of that loan move? Uh, at that point, it was I needed to go out and try myself. I, I was doing really well at youth level. I was going week in, week out, and the manager at the time was, was like, you're, you're not really getting tested as much as we want you to be uh, at that level. So the next step is for you to go out and play against men. And it was obviously, it was Paul Hartley. Um, it was the manager at Alloa at the time. And he was, he was obviously a, a fan of me when, when he was, he was captain of the club and he was training with me every day. And, um, so he, he took me there and for one reason or another, it just didn't work. I, I started not bad and I was doing well and just a young boy that, I didn't get that first goal early, and it, just, uh, it didn't. It didn't happen for me, but um, it's not something that I regret because it's, it was a big learning curve. Um, just getting in week in week out, playing against men, and playing for something every week. Um, three points to every guy in that that changing room was was would make or break their weekends. Would make or break their weeks, and. Mm-hmm. For me to go in and experience that when I was just getting out on a Tuesday or a Friday or whatever with a youth team and scoring a couple of goals and then getting home for the weekend, it was it was completely different. So it was something that I learned a lot through, although it didn't go anywhere near as, as well as I wanted it to. Um, but now, as I say, I, I did learn a lot through it. Your first senior goal against Morton, how was that feel? How was that feeling? Oh, it was, it was massive because um, at, at that point I kind of I knew I was I was going back to Aberdeen in January. Um, I just kind of I remember kind of feeling um, just kind of let the shackles off, and I was a lot less nervous or, or kind of uptight about going on. And because in my head I was I was going on, I was I wasn't doing as well as I knew I could. These guys were probably thinking, who's this wee guy that's everybody was said was quite good that's come in and he's been shite. But um, I was I was up uptight getting into games and um worrying about everything else except for myself. Um so when I knew I was going back to Jan- uh, Aberdeen in January, I just as I say, let the shackles off and um obviously I managed to get that, that first goal and it was it was just like a, just a kind of changing point for it. Just like, oh, you, you can do that then. You can score at a um, professional level. You can score goals against men. And um, as I say, it was it was a, a kind of ch- a changing point for me. I think putting less pressure on yourself helped you at your next loan move at Martin because you've done really well there. Eh? Aye, aye. Um, as I say, that I learned a lot for the Alawa one, and I knew getting into the following season when I when I went alone to uh, Morton that I knew I was I was good enough. I knew I, I could deal with it. I could I could play against men because I, although I, I hadn't scored the goals, 
I was I was holding my own in, in terms of physicality and whatever else, but um, it was all just I kind of I worked out that it was all just down to me, you no know, believing in myself to go and get the goals. Um, I think the fact that I got that goal for Aloha, um as I say, that it kind of was like a somebody opening a door going, uh, you actually can do this, you can go and score as many goals as you want. Um, so when I went in, I, I kind of knew that I, I had to hit the ground running and, and get that first goal. And then once I got that first goal, it would give me the confidence to just then go and Thankfully, I'd done that early enough. Um, and then, as you say, I, as you say, I, I ended up doing really well. Well, in the leading player of the year as well, eh? Aye, aye. It was a successful season for for me personally, but also for the, the club. Um, it was, when I went in there, it was, it was a big thing for them to get back to the championship. And um, obviously, my goals and... Uh, um, my performances but played a big part in that so it's something that I'm proud of Why Why Jink? Um, that was such a successful spell just kind of like you're saying letting the shackles off playing with less pressure on yourself and almost kind of believing in yourself more Aye definitely it was just just belief just I knew I could do it it was it was myself that was holding me back it wasn't my ability that was holding me back um, and as I say, I just I knew getting into it that I had to just believe in myself and and my ability would would get me where I, I, I wanted to be and where I needed to be and um, as you've probably heard in a saying in football is the goals don't move regardless of who you're playing against so um, I just focused on that and focused on scoring my goals and, and thankfully I managed to do that. And after that spell, you ended up signing a pre-contract with Fleetwood. Was there never kind of a chance to be staying at Aberdeen longer term? Or did you feel it was time for a bit of a fresh start? Uh, there was. Um, I'd spoken to Derek McInnes after my loan spell and, and he'd offered me a, a new deal. And um, It wasn't exactly what I, I wanted. I had my, my first wee girl was on the way. Um, Aberdeen's an expensive place to live and I thought I'd done well enough that I'd maybe get a wee bump up in wages or whatever else and I can understand where he was coming from because I was to him I was still a young boy um, and I wasn't a certified starter um, so for him to cut a bit of his wage budget and, and get it to me and when he could be going out and get some, I understood it. Um, but once I heard through the the Fleetwood thing, um, it was kind of like it was a hard decision because Aberdeen was all all I knew. But um, I kind of felt like I could be stuck there and and just become part of the furniture. Um, as you say, you can go out and sign somebody if, if you needed somebody, um, and. It was, I was I wasn't the, the new talent on the block or whatever. It was just it was just a just a kind of fresh start, um, and I, I jumped at the chance to to go down. I always I always said that I wanted to try England, um, 
So when it came up, uh, that's what I did. What was it that made you want to go down to England? Just, just that I was, most um, young Scottish lads will say that they want to go down and try it at some point. Um, probably most will, will want to play for Celica Rangers. If, if that's not going to happen, then I think they, they would all jump at a chance to go down to England and, and apply their trade there. And um, uh-huh. as, as I said, when it, when it came up, it was something that Fleetwood at the time were an up and coming club, and they were they were investing a lot in their facilities, and um, it just it just excited me. Um, something that I, I looked forward to being a party. What would you say the main differences were between League One in Scotland and League One down in England? Uh, I think. Quality wise, that there is a, a wee bit of difference in terms of in League One in Scotland, you you get a handful of, of really good players. Then there, there's every team's got four or five really good players. Um, but in terms of it's a hard one. I don't honestly think there's that much of a gap um, in terms of quality or ability. Um, I think it's more just professionalism. Um, down there's League One. Every every player in League One believes they're a, a proper football player. Whereas League One in Scotland, some of the boys are working jobs as well, and it's just. I think it just comes down to to that. To be honest, that these boys are having to go and do jobs and, and football is their, still their love but sometimes for them it has to go on the back burner and uh-huh. um, I think that's just the, the main um, thing that sets them apart is is the professionalism and and how serious that it's taken down there. How would you kind of sum up your time at Fleetwood? Well, it started really well. I scored my debut. I've done well pre-season we had played some tough pre-season games um, we played Burnley Getafe and Dortmund B um, and I'd done well in all of them and um, probably better than I, I'd kind of imagined myself to but um, and then I, as I say I, I started the first league game and I scored my debut I scored a fucking belt on my debut and then um I'd, I'd played the, I'd been in and out the starting lineup, but I was still coming on. Um, and the, the following games after that, I think it was about ten games in that um, I went away with Scotland and, and um, Graham Alexander got sacked, and Stephen Presley came in, and I'd missed two games. And I came back, and I remember him saying to me, "Look, you've been away." Um, so, like the boys that I've played deserve to kind of stay in the team and stuff, and I, I, that's fine. That's that's kind of expect you're expecting that when you you come back. Um, so it it kind of worked that way, and then um, we had done body fat tests and whatever else, and and he he doesn't play anybody that's over nine percent, and I was. 
So I'd never really Aberdeen wasn't all that strict on the, the body fats as long as you were only stupidly Aye. Uh, above it or whatever else. But um I I've always had the body type of I'm quite heavy in terms of um body fat and that's probably why people say that I'm I'm deceivingly quite strong because I'm just a heavy person. Um but I just I was ten percent as I say and he just point blank said to me, You're never gonna play for me until you're below nine percent. Um and he only done it once a month, the the testing. So I knew I wasn't going to play at all for that whole month, regardless if I got it done a week later or whatever else. So for that month, I, I managed to just uh, stick to it and chicken and rice just about every night was the only thing I ate. But um, at the end of that month, we'd done body fat tests and I was, I was at 8.2. I had no energy because um, I was barely eating and... I was doing well, well, double sessions at least three times a week. So um, the the sports scientist there had had, um, had pulled me, and he was like, "You've you've obviously managed to smash your body fat down and whatever else." He says, "But I can see that you've no energy when you're you're running, and um, it's really no good for your muscles and in terms of injuries and that." Um, I'd said to him, look, because I'd played with you, you Maweni, that used to play with Aberdeen. He played with Aberdeen uh, with me, and he was this sports scientist. Uh-huh. I said to him, you, can you go and kind of reiterate that to the manager that I, I've done everything that he's asked of, most of the body fat of, I'm running on empty, basically. Um, and then you, to be fair to him, but I didn't say to him, but I don't think that's Declan's optimum like weight range and for his body type and whatever else. And that was it. It just it took it that I was I was gonna there get somebody that he would listen to to tell him a lot of shit, basically, and and that was obviously miles for the truth, but um, no, I just for whatever reason after that, it just I never get a sniff. Um, I used to go and see him, say what they need to eat again, team. You say, Oh, I don't know, one of if not the best finisher at the club. Um, and I'd say, I'm like, we're sitting fucking fourth bottom of the league. I've not played in about four months, and you're telling me I'm the best. Finisher of the club. But that was just it was just something that my face quite clearly my face didn't fit or whatever I done wrong. I, I don't really know. I would always hold my hands up and I would rather a manager always would rather a manager just say to me, well, I don't like you or you're shite or simple, just tell me, big boy. Um then I know where I stand and I, I can do whatever I need to do. Um, so I just never really got the answer that I wanted. Or, um, 
and it just once Stephen came in, it just never really worked out, and it, my time there just dwindled away because because he was in charge and I was never going to play. So um, I ended up doing a couple of loan spells and, and until my contract ran out. I think that was basically the case of that. What what that was like him no liking you, but no actually strictly saying it. Just kind of try to put it on body fats and that sort of thing. I I used to I, to be fair when I went in and see him, I would say to him, "Look, I've no bad blood against you, or anything. like I just want you to tell me, regardless uh-huh. of what it is, just tell me that you either you don't like me, you don't think I'm good enough, you." don't think I've got enough ability or you don't like me as a person. That's whatever the case is, I don't mind. I can take it and I can move on. Um, mm-hmm. But instead of just sitting, I would sit for hours when I was him for training, like saying, oh, I just don't understand what I'm doing wrong and, and stuff like that. Because I, I was only young and I wanted they moved in there and I wanted it to, I wanted it to work. Um, I didn't want to just be the, the boy who got a decent move down south and was back up two years later. Um, and that's the way it worked out. But <clears throat> um, as I said, people don't see what goes on in, in football clubs at times. And um, nah, I, I gave it my all and my, my all wasn't, wasn't good enough for him to. That's, sometimes that just happens in football and sometimes you're either not good enough or, or your face doesn't fit. And like you were saying, a couple of loan spells after that morning race, um, was that just kind of a case of get back playing, get back and join your football again? Aye. Um, the the ref one came up, I was I was on my way back to, to Morton and um, I told Jim Duffy I was going to Morton. Um, and then Rafe came in for me and, and I think they were willing to pay a bit more in my wage percentage uh, to Fleetwood. So Fleetwood were like, nah, you're going to Rafe. And, and I went there, it started all right, we were doing really well and then we had, we had a good squad and, and then I think it was just before January we had a bad patch and we went, I think it was like 17 games without a win and ended up obviously getting relegated. So it was... It wasn't a great, a great loan spell, and but these things happen. Football, it's it's um, it's something that you need to take on the chin. And there's better players than me being relegated for leagues, and um, I it's it's all it's all a learning curve. Um, you obviously I get relegated by them, and then next season I was with Dunfermline and. We're in the playoffs, so it was opposite ends of the scale. But um, nah, it was it was it was good loan spells. Um, and everything. The Martin one was was good because I I'd managed to go and play in the championship where I'd helped them get to. Um, so I, I got to go and experience the fans and the the players playing the, alongside me in the the, the championship. That I, as I said, I'd. I'd helped him get to. So both both loan spells were learning curves in, in one way or another and I enjoyed them both. And what was that that attracted you to Dunfermline permanently? 
Uh, it was just when I'd obviously I came off the, the relegation with Rafe, my, my contract had run out at Fleetwood. Um, to be honest, I was a, I was a wee bit worried. Um, I, was, I was worried because we hadn't done that well as a team the year previous, obviously, hence why we get relegated. Um, I think I'd only scored nine or ten goals, which isn't he? Um, seen as prolific for a striker. Um, so I just, I just I had a wee bit of worry and kind of thinking, what, what sort of offers was I going to get or whatever else like that. But I was, I was at um, Big Derek Gaston's wedding and, and Alan Johnson phoned me. And I knew how big a club Dunfermline was anyway. Um, so it was kind of, as soon as they phoned, I was like, I to my agent, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I want to go and see him. And we're in signs pretty much that day. And um, it was one of my favourite years that I've had in football. It was my first year at Dunfermline. So what was it that was so enjoyable about that um, that year at Dunfermline, the first year? Uh, I just came off obviously as as we said the the year we we Rafe and it was the all that enjoyable um, for me personally and just as a footballer you, you don't enjoy getting relegated but um, I knew getting to Dunfermline uh, time that I'd. Uh, I kind of had to probably prove a few people wrong. I'd obviously came off the back of not really working at, at uh, Fleetwood and, and not working at the Reef. Um, I just had a kind of inner feeling that I, could, I had to go that season and, and prove a few people wrong or kind of show what I was capable of. And, um, I, I played that season mostly in a, a new role. I was more a number 10. Um, kind of me and Nicky Clark, but I would more so play off him and, and help in midfield. So, um, but I just really enjoyed my football. I was, I was scoring goals and I was, um, I think I ended up with, it was only like 13 goals, but I'd assisted something silly like 12 or 13 um, and me and Nicky combined they were, they were close to 40 goal contributions between us and it was just really really successful for for us as attackers and for me personally it was just really enjoyable I'd, I'd get back playing and feeling the way that um, I knew I was capable of and um, I managed to win all the the Player of the Year awards and that for the club, and it was just a really, really enjoyable season. So obviously brilliant for you as well. After relegation, then getting into the playoffs, so that kind of made you again believe in yourself more and be a lot more enjoyable for you as well. Right, it was something that I knew like after the the rafe year that probably there was probably them Finland fans out there thinking. I've just signed somebody that's got relegated, but um, just just wanted to get show everybody that um, 
as I said, what I was capable of, and I feel that I, I, I definitely did that. And um, to be fair, the film fans early on, they, they really took to me and, and just made it even more enjoyable for me. And after that, um, spell at Dunfermline and move up to Ross County. What made you want to go up there? Um, it was just the fact that they were coming down, and I'd done well the previous year, obviously at Dunfermline, and um, I only had a year contract at Dunfermline that had obviously run out, um, and I took a quite a big wage cut um, at Dunfermline. When I'd signed, and obviously I knew that I'd take it out there and try and do as well as possible to, to then get your kind of your reputation back up. And um, to be honest, I, I was working and hoping that I would sign again at Dunfermline. But when the, the Ross County thing came in, it was it was the attraction of going and winning trophies. Um, and obviously I knew Ross County coming down that they had a good squad they had a a, a chairman that, that puts a lot of money into the, the playing squad and it, the, the facilities and all that are, are, are brilliant up there and um, it was just a base uh, really going and trying to win some trophies and, and, and it obviously turned out that way but that was that was my, my main thought process was was I want to go and win trophies because that's that's the biggest thing in football is is going and winning trophies and and thankfully we, we managed to go and win two. So when you won the league, what was the plan after that for the next season? Uh, just obviously the. We started the season, there was a lot of boys there that was played a lot of games in the Premier League. Um, and for them, it was all about just getting back to the Premier League as, as quick as possible. And we obviously done that. Um, and for me, it was it was going in there and, and then trying to prove myself again at, at Premier League level. Um, and I'd, I'd done reasonably well in pre-season. Um, but the, the the year we won the league with Ross County was I'd played I'd played most of the games I'd I'd like 40 odd appearances or something but I, I think maybe about 30 of them were playing right mid and obviously it wasn't something that I was used to um, I'd done a job but in terms of goals I only, I only managed four Um and it was, it was just a, a completely different position for me. It was more defensive, and I was doing defensive work. I was, I was assisting goals instead of trying to score goals. It was just completely different. So, um, that's pre-season the Premier League. I, I kind of thought to myself, I need to try and get the, the number nine back and try and. Kind of throw myself in there and, and, and put myself on the thoughts for that position rather than right mid. And when it when we were just about to go into the the league games, um, I, I spoke to the managers and they were like, "Oh, listen, we, we see you playing for us, but playing right mid." 
Um, this is we can't we can't guarantee you'll play every game, um, which is is normal at any team. But they kind of said like you might get ten starts, you might get twenty starts, you might start thirty. We, we don't really know. But right now, um, you wouldn't be in the starting team. Um, and obviously, this was just getting a road game, so um, I was I heard um, f- through somebody that, that folk were interested, and for me, I'd, it doesn't matter the level; I'd always rather just play games. Um, and that that was my, my kind of thought process that I would I would rather go and play forty games in in League One than than maybe play ten in the Premier League. Um, and that's just always been me. I just rather play games and score goals and play the position that I know I'm best in. You done really well at Falkirk. Um, how how big was that for you to get do well there and again get back to scoring goals? Uh, it was for me personally. Kind of inside my mind was was about going and just scoring goals. Just score as many goals as possible um, to get that striker feeling back and get that instinct back. And I, I managed to do that. But kind of outside it, I knew I was dropping for a Premier League team, didn't really go on team. And I had to stand, in, uh, stand out week in, week, in, week out. And, and I kind of put that pressure on myself to make sure I was doing that as well as scoring goals. And, I think I, I achieved that, um, and along the way I managed to score a good few goals as well. Was there any interest for championship clubs to take you on board? Because you'd obviously done well at Dunfermline and County before that as well. Uh, aye, there was, um, it was kind of, there was, like I say, I'd spoken to, to Dunfermline again and, and they were kind of, um, they were interested, but there was like Morton and, and Air and, and stuff like that as well. And just the feel that I got for Falkirk was what I needed was we were going to go in, we were going to win most of the games. We were going to go in, we were going to dominate most of the games and I was going to get a lot of chances and and the chance to score a lot of goals. And, and that's what attracted me was the fact that Falkirk are a massive club and a and a pond that they they shouldn't be in. Um, and and you, for me personally, get into that. It would, as I said, give me the chance to, to score the goals that I, I wanted to score, and, and thankfully I managed to do that. And after after that loan spell, um, end up going back to Dunfermline. What is it that pulled you back there again? Uh, I was. As as I'd say that I'd love my time at the club. Um, when I went to Ross County, it wasn't a, something that I was like I was dying to get away for or something like that. It was it was a attraction of going and winning trophies was the only thing that took me away. And um, that when it came back up, they'd actually they'd actually spoke to me in the January uh, at Falkirk. Um, because I'd, that there was a clause in the contract with Ross County about my loan deal that 
I could be called back. And a few a few clubs had come in and said they would pay more um, than Falkirk were um, to take me from Falkirk to wherever else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd, Stevie Crawford had spoke to me in, in the January and he was like, he was wanting to get me in. And I was just, I was just kind of, I was enjoying my football at Falkirk. I was scoring goals, we were doing well. I was going for a trophy again. And it was just, I was happy where I was and there was no need for me to go and change that at that point. Um, but at the end of it, the season, obviously, I was out of contract and I was I was looking for a new club. So, um, we uh, the way it worked out, obviously, with COVID, does Rafe get handed the league and and Falkirk stayed down, and um, it was just a case of come back to the championship and and, and try to do well again there. Um, and. I'd spoke to Stevie Crawford again and he, he was still down to get me in, so um, it moved pretty fast for there. See if Falkirk had went up to the Championship, do you think you would decide permanently there? Um, probably. Uh, just due to the fact that when something's working, there's, there's, there's no point in changing it. Um, and I, I was, I'd done really well and Obviously, my time at Dunfermline, the Falkirk fans hated me. But as soon as I went in, I scored a couple of goals. They were brilliant with me, and they have been ever since. Even when I went back to Dunfermline, um, the fans have still been nothing but nice to me. So um, I knew I knew that I was loved there, and I, and I was doing really well. And um, I was really close with the, the two managers. Uh, Dave McCracken and, and Lee Muller I, I, I'd known them previously and before they became managers and I was close to them so it was it was something that I did think of it even when they stayed in League One but um, it was just the attraction of going back to the Championship and, and trying to do well there again How hard was it to lose it like lose the league in that fashion obviously because of COVID and that uh, It was a tough one Um because still to this day, I feel with the games that we had to play and they had to um, still having to play them at home, um, I feel we we really went on and won it. But so hindsight, they might have they might have still won it. Um, but to be fair, they they were a point ahead at that point, and that's that's what it got judged on. Um, it was a tough one because I think two games before that we'd played them at their place and we almost we almost beat them that night. Um <laughs> it's just that that's how small the margins were that it could have could have been us. So um, but it was it was something that probably will never be seen again was all the kinda deciding who was getting leaks and who was um, getting relegated and kind of um, undeservedly in most cases um, the likes of Hearts and Partick Fussell and whoever else get relegated and still had games to play they still had chances to, 
to get out of that predicament. But um, as I say, that'll be something that we'll, we'll never see again. Um, Definitely hope not, mate. Yeah. But um, on that return to Dunfermline, end up finishing the playoffs again, put it by Wraith. Um, how, how difficult was that to take? Obviously, it being a derby as well. Oh, it was a difficult one. Um, we'd, on the first leg, we'd, we'd pretty much dominated it and we'd created a lot of chances. Um, but in the games previous, we'd, we'd battered them 4-1, then they battered us 5-1. Um, so it was just, we knew going into the games that it was whoever turned up in the day. Um, and we felt that on the first leg we we, we did we, we get the better of them and we just never took our chances so going into the second leg you, you always knew you were away from home and um, it was a really tight game to be fair um, and then they managed to, to make the first goal and, and pretty much just sat in and kind of defended the lead and, and we went all guns blazing try to get the equaliser and they managed to make a second on the break and it was just one of the, one of the things it's just, it's it's like a cup tie it's you, you win lose or you win or lose sorry and um, unfortunately for us we, we were on the losing side but there was there was nothing in the games and it was, as you say it was a derby so it made it a wee bit worse but um it, for me, it was it was just I wanted to go that one step further with them than I did the the previous uh, spell at Dunfermline, and, and, and we never managed it. But that's football. And after that, how where you are now? How's the move? How did the move to TNS come about initially? So it's something that's well, completely different, eh? Uh, it was it just kind of uh, obviously I'd another year at Dunfermline. I'd signed a two year deal, so. I wasn't looking to go anywhere or um, like trying to push for a move or anything like that. It was it just kind of came up the blue to me. It was um, my agent had, had phoned me about a week before it all kicked off and said, "Look, there's a club um, really interested in you, and, and um, they're, they're asking a lot of questions." And I'd say, "Look, come." Obviously, as you know, under contract, then they would have to pay. I said, so uh, I don't see it happening. Um, and then he was like, no, no, they seem pretty serious. So I was like, just let me know what, what happens. Um, and then the their assistant manager had, had spoke to me and He'd said, no, we're, we're really interested. And I'd say, it's fine, but like, I'm not interested in speaking to anybody until it's, I said, you're going to pay for me, so there's no point in me worrying about it or thinking about it until something like that happens. And then <laughs> about a week or two later, that my agent phoned me and he's like, look, they're putting in a bid um, to them filming. Um, I was like, okay. And it, it was a, the next morning. If for me at like nine o'clock in the morning, I was actually literally just walking my wee girl into school, and he's like, "Look, 
the bid's been accepted, you they want you done tomorrow and it's like okay. Um so I hadn't even been in for the first day of pre season yet for the Dunfermline, so I was I was kinda like I don't I don't know where I stand uh, Did I go and speak to Dunfermline or, or what's happening the kind of the point they'd accepted the bid so they were kind of okay with, with me going so uh, I went down and I, I met the, the the chairman and um, the manager and stuff and just something as you said something different something completely different um, European football and and a new league and a new chance to win different trophies and just for me I, I've always been one that, that wants to try new things and not if you have always said that I never want to be in a comfort zone um, and I always want to keep myself just outside that comfort zone so that I'm, I'm not getting complacent or whatever else so <clears throat> once I'd spoke to them and stuff and had that attraction of a European football and stuff, it, it, I, I went for it. So, um, but it's it's been brilliant. It really has. It's been it's been a, a huge change, but a brilliant one. As you've said there, the pool of Europe as well. Can I get you on and they'll talk about that hat trick a couple of weeks ago against Victoria present. Uh-huh. That's brilliant. Uh, that's they kind of when I signed here, that's that's what you uh, dream me like playing the European games, getting some big clubs and and playing against big clubs in their stadiums and and, and scoring goals in Europe. And to to my surprise, I managed to to do that. Um, six goals in six European games is is something that I would never have. Um, said that I would have done um, to score a hat-trick against a, a club that um, two years previous had beat Roma is um, something that I would never have thought I'd done so, so it's been unbelievable really to be honest and um, when I as you say when I scored that hat-trick it's the, one of the staff came in and said you're the last per, uh, the last person that scored a hat trick against Victoria Prison in Europe, um, apart from Messi. And I was fucking that's a wee bit too far, but um, now nah, it, it was just like a surreal, surreal night. Um, because get out of that game, nobody fancied us. Um, it was a case of Victoria Prison coming in taking four or five off us, so um, the fact that we're out there on a, it wasn't your home pitch, it was probably a pitch that suited them there, um, and we managed to beat them 4-2, and I obviously get the hat-trick, it was, it was a, just a kind of, as I said, surreal night. Probably unlucky in the end up, it was just those late goals that kind of let them back into the tie a wee bit. Aye, it was, to be fair, they, they, they kind of, they had a lot of possession in the first game without ever troubling us. Um, and obviously we were, we were really clinical in the, the counter. Um, 
and no, it was once once they got that that first goal in the first leg, we knew we were still comfortable, um, and they were really trying to put on the pressure. And remember a few of the boys saying, "Just get through, just get through it." Um, and it, 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 we keep the three goal lead. We would have, we would have been in the the playoff ties, but it kind of as you say, it let them back in it and gave them the hope that they needed um, getting into their home leg. Um, but even in their early leg, we, we started to go we went 1-0 up. We, we pretty much stifled them um, until the 85th minute, I think it was, when they, they went 2-1 up. And then the 93rd, they, they managed to get the equaliser and it was kind of shattering um, to us but we really to be fair the boys dug in and we took it all the way to penalties and fell at that hurdle but um, every every single one of us to a man done ourselves proud against a team that I think people were saying that their wage budget's something like 12 million a year which compared to yours is sky high Um so, no, nah, we, we, we outdone ourselves in terms of that. And we've got nothing but pride for how we performed. What What's your own personal ambitions for your time at TNS? Well, just to come down here and, and score for as many goals as possible and, and, and help the club win trophies again. It's been a few seasons since they've won um, the league and um, I'm not sure how long about the Cups but uh, obviously the, the big one being the league. We go and win the league will be in the, the, the Champions League qualifiers next year. Um, and that for me personally is, is a huge incentive. I want to go and play against even better teams um, mm. next season and Test myself against them. That's that's my main ambition is is to go and score as many goals as possible. That that helps the the, the club win the league. If it's all right with you. We'll just finish off on the quick fire question now, mate. All right, that's no problem. So, your biggest achievement in football? Um, probably my hat trick in, in Europe. The best player you've played against. On the on the day, I would have to say Rabio. He was outrageous that day. The best stadium you've played at? Celtic Park. Your best mate in football? Yeah, it's a hard one. I've got two. Because um, we used to share a flat together. It's, um, Danny Rogers and Jamie Masson, who were, shared a flat for years. So the three years are... The three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> Your favourite goal? Um, probably. Now it would have to be the, the third from a hat-trick in Europe. And lastly, a five-a-side team, the best players you've played with and why? Uh, goalkeeper would have to be Nicky Weaver, just purely because he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. 
um, but he's also a really good goalie. Um, the other four would have to be Ryan Jack, um, John McGinn, Ryan Fraser, and did I put myself in? Or did it? No, Up to you, mate. You can put yourself in if you want. I'm not good enough. Um, <laughs> so harsh. Uh, probably Sonia Lupo. Or some team that to refer. Just for pure ability. He would just rip it up at Vice. Or some team. Oh, that's brilliant, mate. Thanks a lot for coming on. I really appreciate it. No, that's no problem.